Hello everybody, welcome back to the WTF1 That Time When series podcast. I'm joined by my two favourite people in this cupboard. It's Tom Bellingham and Dan Thorne. How are you both today? Hello, good, thanks. Yeah. Hello, yes, I'm good. Oh, fantastic. That's <laughs> you both are like, hello, I'm great. I'm also fantastic. Today, we're going to be talking about that time when there was aggregate qualifying. It's quite difficult to say aggregate. I, yeah. feel, I just got aggregate. Aggregate qualifying in 2005. And That's not elimination qualifying, it's aggregate. Aggregate, qualifying. which is when two things are added together. Correct. To make a time. Uh, but before we go into that, let's talk about qualifying in general and how it kind of developed before 2005. Uh, in 2003, we had one lap qualifying being introduced. Uh, Dan, yeah. what did they have kind of before that? Um, well, for years, the qualifying was basically the same. There'd be an hour session on the Friday, an hour session on the Saturday. Whichever times were the fastest would uh, set the grid. Then from 96, it yeah. went down to an hour session where each driver had 12 laps including out and in lap, so it would be four laps, basically, to set the grid, um, which was really exciting at the end of sessions, but basically the first 40 minutes of each qualifying session was just watching the Minardis go around cleaning the track. Um, <laughs> yeah. the Ever, everyone wanted the, the better track conditions at the end, which is pretty much what made them change it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so after that, they went to one lap qualifying, which I personally loved because you got to see all the drivers set their laps and drivers only had one chance to set their lap. So if they messed it up, that was it. And it would really separate some drivers from others. Like some were really good at it. Mark Webber. And others like... Yarno Trilly. Yeah, Yarno Trilly. Um, others like David Coulthard perhaps weren't as good with the, uh, Ooh, the format. Savage on oh, I think DC. he said that himself Did he? at the time. Yeah, he said he didn't like it. I mean, that was about the time he dropped in form. So uh, I think it was... I, I really liked it because... Uh, you know Lewis Hamilton or Sebastian Vettel the amount of times you know they might have locked up in their first qualifying lap and you know the commentators they're all hyping it saying like this is dramatic what's going to happen like is he going to make the cut and you know he's going to make it because you know he's going to be so much faster on his next lap yeah. mm. but you had that time where you know if you messed it up you you would start like if if Hamilton ran wide and locked up you, you're starting from like 18th or something yeah so yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's it's an interesting one. The one lap qualifying format for me when I used to watch it, it, it for us, as a spectacle, it's it's tense, isn't it? You know, you, as you say, if you make a mistake, you're, you're you're further down the grid than maybe your car's performance would suggest. But also, I guess on the other on the flip side, uh, you didn't see as much cars going around the track. And, yeah, and maybe yeah. that was one of the reasons why for people that actually went to the race because you'd see the car go around once and then they go to the pits and that's it. You know, so yeah, yeah. Um, Especially if you're a fan of one particular driver, like. You know, you get a, a Saturday ticket and you're a diehard Kimi Raikkonen fan. You literally get to see him go around once and then <laughs> yeah. you go home. Yeah, Other than which, practice, obviously. Which I guess yeah. is one of the reasons why they changed that, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Moving to 2005, which is the aggregate qualifying. Aggregate. Ag I just call it aggregate from now on. Aggregate yep. qualifying. Um, Dan, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, by 2004, Bernie had got thoroughly bored of the one-lap format. Doesn't uh, like a... Uh, it doesn't like the same. I was going to say it doesn't like change. He loves change. He loves it. Especially qualifying. Yeah, oh, yeah love yeah. to change qualifying. Yeah, yeah. Aggregate qualifying <laughs> was the next one. Um, <laughs> and his initial proposal was to scrap the one lap format altogether. Well, basically, and basically split qualifying up into two 20 minute sessions where each driver would have one lap at any point in that 20 minutes. They'd set the lap and then in each session, and then they'd have those times added together to set the grid. 
which why would he have 20 minutes though I don't surely, know because they'd just, all just want to go out. He probably end, just right? threw a dart at the board and had twenty minutes. <laughs> just, just had ideas on a dart. Well, I suppose if you only had one lap, no, not everyone would want to go at the end because you get caught up in traffic. So it'd be do you risk the better conditions or do you go out a bit earlier to get a clean lap? And so, probably enough for TV time, right? Just oh yeah, yeah, that's good, perfect. Good twenty minutes, twenty minutes, ad, ad break, another twenty minutes. Yeah, I um, loved a night, uh, an ad break back then, didn't they? Oh, oh yeah, yes, it was they ITV did. as well. So yeah, oh, yeah, God. the yeah. amount of things we used to miss just because of ad breaks yeah. come yeah. back oh change of the lead cool I'm sure F1 drivers deliberately waited to crash out or have an engine <laughs> blow up you're on an ad break yeah. you can make a mistake yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that was Bernie's idea was the 20 minutes then 20 minutes but that's not what actually came to fruition is it though no no they uh, instead went for a new format which was still the one hour uh, one lap qualifying session on a Saturday uh, only this time it was on low fuel and then on Sunday morning they would do another one lap qualifying session on race fuel and then both times would be added together to set the grid because obviously back then you used to obviously firstly have refueling uh, yeah which was uh, an element of strategy but then also the fact that you had to set your amount of race fuel there and then in qualifying yeah i mean um, it was all, all an idea to mix up the grid so if you if maybe a car was particularly strong on light fuel and wasn't good on race fuel like you're setting different qualifying laps and you might be like second in one session and seventh in the other and it sort of balances out and people get mixed yeah. up a little bit that yeah. was the idea i guess on paper when you look at it obviously it didn't work out too well but on paper it does seem like something that would spice up the action right you know, yeah you yeah kind of look at it and go this could work but then you have to think of all the factors that can change this which is exactly what kind of made it a bit of a nightmare right yeah i think the the biggest nightmare was for broadcasters because um as you mentioned the second session so essentially the one that decides who is on pole is on a sunday morning so if you think that broadcasters had spent the entire this is what i remember for it when i was watching formula one broadcasters spent the entire time planning that qualifying is on saturday and the race is on sunday suddenly they're like oh the the session that matters is on saturday as oh, is on sunday, sunday yeah. morning so they have to change their whole time and everything and it was so they didn't really put much kind of effort into the saturday broadcasting well, well the they same. did a show but now they have to do an extra show and it's just a bit of a yeah pain in the i remember past. going to bed because uh, the australian grand prix i remember going to bed that night and not knowing the grid because they hadn't done the qualifying session yet and, then and that wait, was the weirdest thing that was really weird yeah and also if you think that um the australian grand prix uh happens at, at for us in the uk at about 5 a.m yeah Normally, let's be honest, we get up at about ten fifty nine. Yeah, yep. and well, don't be five ten. Yeah, or you know, watch a bit. Maybe watch a bit of the coverage, but get up and watch the race. Absolutely, no you coverage. would <laughs> bed. <Sorry>. Yeah, <laughs> you would uh, instead. Yeah, obviously they're they're needing to qualify now, so that's maybe two a.m. Oh, so you're getting up at two a.m. Nope. and then you're like, oh, go to bed for another four hours and then get back. It's just awful. Like for broadcasters and scheduling, it was a nightmare really because you lost all the hype of saturday so they probably lost a lot of viewers on the saturday show yeah yeah they did and sunday morning and it just it just didn't work personally like it was a broadcaster's nightmare and fans didn't like it either from what i remember no and that wasn't the only issues that it brought up was it there was uh well australian grand prix uh, rain interrupted the first session which created a completely mixed up grid which yeah. kind of again highlighted this whole 
problem with with the format that you know people can't just rush out and set a lap because they they're in a queue to go and do their lap times yeah i mean that's one of the things i liked about one lap qualifying in like the normal one was because rain midway through a session would really mix up the grid like suzuka 2005 that race would not have happened under if under the current qualifying format it was all where raikkonen started 17th and one right yeah, yeah yeah so that that's what they were hoping for the entire time of messing about with all these qualifying formats is essentially to do a reverse grid without reversing the grid yeah and the way they wanted to do that was hoping it would rain halfway through a session of (laughs) one lap qualifying um yeah but in australia for the first aggregate time it was just completely disastrous because the rain on the saturday session meant the gaps between all the drivers was so huge that when it was dry on sunday there was literally nothing for anyone to gain or lose unless they really messed up yeah so when you compare I've got the Q1 sessions here. So uh, Fisichella was fastest after Q1 and actually was on pole uh, in the end. He did a 133.1. And then you have Michael Schumacher, who did a 157.9. Um, yeah, I've got here that Raikkonen finished in the top 10 with a lap time 14 seconds off pole position. Yeah. And, Is that uh, right? Yeah, that's yeah. correct. And Karthik Kayanak qualified yeah, Alonso. <laughs> uh, <which laughs> on his debut. Cool. On his debut, yeah. yeah. Um, so I actually did watch... Um, I found uh, a video of this on uh, YouTube and so it was it was dry and as Michael Schumacher uh, so so how it worked was someone was doing their lap and then someone would do their out lap right as they were doing it so just save time so as soon as that person finished they were coming around the final corner to start their fast lap and um, it absolutely chucked it down with rain while Michael Schumacher had already gone out the pits on slick (laughs) tyres And, you know, it kind of summed up his year because 2005 was the one of the only years where he didn't do very well. Yeah. And you think he had all that luck and, well, not luck. He was amazing, obviously. Yes, let's and not like start one, that debate. What, well, <laughs> he, 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 you know, everything was going right for him. Yeah. And then it kind of summed up his year that he went out on slicks and it started chucking it down with rain, like apocalyptic rain. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it completely threw the... Uh, the qualifying results all over the place which is what they wanted the only problem was you now had another session on sunday which arguably was pointless yeah 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 because yeah, obviously you've got schumacher that's put a 157 in he didn't even bother setting a time in the second qualifying so there's well, no, there point. no point i mean he was yeah. he was eight be seconds last. behind christian albers who also didn't bother going out so he could have actually started 17th but uh you know something that he maybe missed there but. i mean it was a bit of a mockery of the first attempt of doing it i mean if they'd have literally just done kept one lap qualifying, you would have had this awesome mixed up grid for the first race, which was great. And obviously it did happen, but it was just a shame that on the Sunday afterwards you had to have this pointless session that didn't yeah, really do yeah. a lot. Like people were trying to go out and it was dry. So you kind of had to go out because your times were being added together. So you had to do a lap, mm. but you weren't going to make up like, like Kimi Raikkonen wasn't going to make up a 14 second no. deficit in the dry, was it? I mean, it was the worst introduction to a new format ever, right? I mean, well, maybe not. Elimination. Uh, elimination <laughs> qualifying, which actually brings on, uh, unless Dan, you had any more uh, thoughts on that, I was going to bring up the, uh, what, was this the worst qualifying format ever? Um, well, the there was some benefits of the aggregate qualifying. Um, I mean, it took until, I mean, after Monaco that season, it was scrapped and they went back to the old system because it was just so unpopular. But funnily enough, that was probably the best qualifying session under the aggregate one. Because on the Saturday, Kimi Raikkonen set a blistering lap for uh, provisional pole. 
but then the team had to judge on the Sunday how much fuel do you put in because you don't want to light fuel at Monaco and then pit early and get stuck in traffic mm. so they had to go with as much as possible um, and they absolutely nailed it and he just about held on to pole from Alonso giving him pole and plenty of fuel for the race and that was quite exciting then yeah I guess it, it adds a an element of strategy for for the fans to kind of be guessing you know who's got how much fuel which again you know was the whole part of refueling and qualifying was that everyone was always yeah. guessing it but I yeah. guess it added that element of okay I've got four tenths in the bag so we can risk it a bit yeah. more but I guess that's for the hardcore F1 fan isn't it that's the yeah, one that, yeah. that can really enjoy it I but think as regardless a, of how good the grid gets mixed up and strategy for broadcasters it's a nightmare for fans it's a nightmare because you know it ruins all the hype of yeah. the saturday you know yeah, it's not we worth... all like watching qualifying and knowing who's on pole for the next day and then you get hyped for it's not race worth... day. yeah it's not worth like 10 or 12 rubbish sessions just for the one time it's good you know it doesn't make sense and they I... scrapped it didn't they Was yeah yeah six, after six, after races. six races, races. Into the season yeah which was uh, longer than elimination qualifying at least that was two was it Two, two did races, it twice two, and twen- then decided. They were like, oh, Jesus, this yeah. is dreadful. So, yeah. are we all in agreement that elimination qualifying was the worst qualifying format to ever grace Formula One? Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, aggregate qualifying. I think it adds an element of. I, I, I may even prefer this kind of qualifying to to what we've got now. I think, in if it had come about today with streaming and you know more coverage, it might have worked a bit better. But back when Formula One was on free to air TV, which was a good thing. Um, obviously they couldn't fit that extra coverage yeah. into the schedule and you know it might work today it might not what could have worked as well if they'd have done it on the friday and everyone's always complaining that you know friday doesn't really matter and you kind of want to watch the f1 on of... friday but you could you could end up you know watching it yeah on friday and also it still doesn't for the really hard uh so the casual fans it doesn't really matter that much if you miss it yeah because then saturday is where it matters yeah um uh, so i'm going to post one one last question before we go then so what could formula one do at the moment then to improve qualifying format for me it's bringing back that tension i feel like even for maybe the top 10 shootout maybe we have a one lap qualifying for that element i don't know but something that you know so that we don't have a hamilton vettel etc having two three attempts at pole position i don't personally it is tense obviously when they're all finishing the lap but it's not that element of oh if they mess up they're going to be tenth. It's they mess up. They're going to be second. First. I I agree. I would yeah. I would personally like to see that. I I do really like the current format. I think it's a good uh, compromise of there's a little bit of a you know uncertainty, especially if it rains during the session that you've it's broken up into those three parts. So you you have had moments where Hamilton's not made it into Q two or whatever. Um, but may, yeah, maybe maybe the final session they go let's let's go one lap qualifying. Every, yeah. you get to watch everyone on track yeah, yeah because i guess the thing is you know a lot of people say you know why is there not good racing why do we not get loads of overtakes but when you when you quali- when you put them on <laughs> on the grid in the fastest to slowest you're never usually going to get that amount of yeah good exactly, racing yeah shock that the cars that are two seconds a lot quicker than everyone and start the race first to six yeah. don't and there's not overtaking it's like yeah like, think of all the great I know it's not for the, the right reasons because it's grid penalties, but all the great races we've had where you know Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, whoever, have started at the back of the grid. You know, well, like you were saying, great... 2005 Japanese Grand Prix, many consider it to be probably one of the greatest races of all time, and it's yeah. because you had Alonso, Schumacher, Kimi Raikkonen all starting lower than 10th, yeah, and some random people up at the front. 
yeah i mean to be honest qualifying i'm not a massive fan of it you know i don't i don't get that invested in it i i'm all about the racing um reverse grid that's what you want then immediate from championship if there was a way to get a reverse grid that wasn't totally like Ridiculous. arbitrary then like, like f2 that's that's a little bit you know I, i'm not a fan of the way they do it in f2 okay um it's it tough, makes it exciting it? because yeah, i do yeah. get why bernie joking aside i know we made like a video mocking his ideas and stuff a little bit but yeah. at the end of the day he did have a point that if you reverse the grid you're going to get better races the problem is how do you do do it without everyone you know just driving slowly on purpose or or it just really unfairly punishing a team for being better than other people yeah yeah Yeah, well it's uh maybe a topic of conversation for another time i think we've uh we've exhausted the 2005 aggregate qualifying uh, discussion any 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 uh, last points from you guys Yano truly was pretty good at it yeah i'm mark weather i already said that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you said he was good at the one lap. I'm saying the aggregate. Oh, okay. Where did he finish? He was like he second. Was second. He I was think second he was like third the, uh, in Bahrain or something like that Australian in Malaysia. Yeah. Mark Webber was third as well. Everybody. Oh, yes. Uh, he was. What was he driving in Williams, 2005? BMW. Williams. Yeah. So they weren't that good. His teammate was seventh. Nick Heidfeld. There you go. But then I think he had some rain because he was three seconds slower in Q1. So maybe we'll say it's just down to Mark Webber and not the uh, yeah. Go on. Conditions. Everyone should be encouraged to go on the 2005 Australian Grand Prix wikipedia page and just look at how hilarious the qualifying result is yeah, it's so like it, recommend if, it. if the fia was being really strict with 107 percent, you'd have had like three cars on the grid or something like that. <laughs> yeah that is actually ridiculous right thank you very much everybody for uh, for listening and to tom bellingham and dan thorne for joining me once again uh, it's been a pleasure uh hope you guys have enjoyed enjoying the new format it's uh, that time when I'm, I'm quite enjoying it actually i think it's quite a nice chill discussion you know you two are very much the brains of of what's going on and I'm just reminisce the, a bit. I'm just the punter that's going oh I, I want this I don't want this so I think it works beautifully let us know what you guys think uh, leave us a message on Twitter using the hashtag WTF1 podcast leave us a comment review uh, leave us a review and rating on Apple podcasts anything to basically give us some feedback right yeah and we want your ideas and discussions too so let us know what you would like us to talk about and uh, we'll put it on the list won't we we sure will mm. perfect I love asking you random questions Tony, I knew you were going like... to do it I was prepared <laughs> thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon goodbye bye bye oh goodness me <laughs>